Hi there, everyone. Welcome to Fashionopolis Podcast. In this podcast, not only do we talk about fast fashion, sustainability, or the waste of fashion, but we also talk about lifestyle, celebrities, or fashion philosophy. Anything that is inextricably linked to fashion. I'm your host, Sophie, and I'm dying to know you wearing. Think about it. And today, uh, we're having our special guest, Hingyi Wing. She is an incredible, inspiring, and prey fashion designer who graduate in London. Um, and I would express my sincere gratitude to you for being here with us. So, Hingyi, can you introduce yourself a little bit to the audience? So, hey, everybody. Um, so, it's been incredible. Uh, you know, to be on your podcast today. But one thing I have to clear up a little bit that I was studying in the UK, um, but I was like working in China. So it's, it's not like, you know, I'm from the UK or anything, you know, just to let people know about it. Um, before that, I want to start a little bit earlier in your career. Um, and I want to learn a little bit about your idea or decisions of becoming a, um, you know, a fashion designer. And um, why did you choose this kind of, you know, job as a, your metier? I really want to know it. Like, well, um, I, I started out, I started out very simple, just like everybody. When I was younger, I was very much interested in arts. Like um, I was very into drawing, painting, all sort of that. But, uh, and I was, I, I liked fashion. I mean, I like creating beauty. Um, but I, you know, besides fashion, to be honest, I was thinking about being an illustrator as well. So, you know, when I was young, I'm kind of a little bit clueless. But um, in, in the end, I like I I wanted to pursue fashion because back in the day, I thought it was like a mix between you know art and commerciality. Um, so I just got into it, and uh, later in my life, um, I kind of realized that uh, I feel like the the job chose me instead of the other way around. Yeah, yeah, because I you know. The fashion industry is tough. Like this is something that everybody knows. It's super competitive. Um, usually, you don't get paid very well, to be honest. So I thought of, I I did think of quitting so many times. <laughs> like you know, why am I doing this? Maybe I maybe I do another thing. Maybe could get me more money. But then you know, it, like you know, after years, I still uh, stick with this occupation because like you know, I don't know, I, I kind of, I, I love it. I feel like it's the only thing that, um, uh, that I feel most comfortable doing. So in some way, I think, you know, it's kind of chose me. Yeah. And at, I could say that at the moment, I am actually very love my job. I love what I'm doing. I love creating things and inspiring young people. So um, I'm very, very happy. It's good to hear that, and I think you are really, really prey because um, creative living is the path for the prey. Like I think so, because you have to be brave and talented enough just to like keep your job and survive in the super competitive market like fashion industry. Oh yeah, it's it's very it's very challenging. Yeah, it's very challenging. Not just like, not just like about being creative, but also about other things like um you, you know your um. Uh, you have to be good with, with your mental health you know yeah. because this this industry is tough like if you don't have a strong mind you will just easily drop out of it immediately so I, I'm, I'm feeling lucky that you know I'm still in this industry until today and you know for I believe for many years to come
Okay. Um, okay. I, I see that you mentioned like the competitiveness of the fashion industry, and I really like curious about like your like the biggest pressures that a fashion designer might you know might have to deal with. Like, what is your um, biggest pressures when it comes to designing new clothes or fashion industry in general? Um, that you have to keep things in balance. Well, you have to understand that there are so uh, many groups, different groups of, um, um, of the industry, many different groups of fashion. It's not just about, you know, um, high fashion or luxury fashion. There's also very commercial clothing as well. And I'm doing commercial. So I have to um, um, bear in mind that whatever I produce or develop, it has to be like uh, something nice and creative but also something that you know that's gonna sell that's gonna bring money to the company otherwise you know things wouldn't work so um uh, that's something that could clash um um because you know there are things that you like but um probably the customer wouldn't like it or you know or the details or your design are very difficult to uh, uh, to produce um, and it's such a big hassle for the factories and suppliers and and business partners so um, there's a lot of uh, technical issue involved it's not it's not about creativity um, all the time I would say 30% creativity and then 70% and technical issues you know yeah, so it's not that it's not that dreamy or you know dreamlike or fancy like everyone thought the fashion industry would be. Yeah, yeah. so just to balance things out, it's challenging. That's an arduous task, and well done. Like I think you are trying really hard. And um, so we have two more questions about yourself before we're moving on to some questions about like the fashion industry. And the first question is that, um, what is your favorite designer and collection? Uh, my favorite favorite designer and different, uh, and favorite collection, like, uh, oh, oh, wow. that is two questions. <laughs> two, two questions, so. <laughs> My mistake. I'm sorry. Okay, that is. Oh, it's all right. Um, you know, uh, my all-time uh favorite collection. I have so many favorite collections, you know. But um, the first thing that just came across my mind would be Alexander McQueen, Spring uh 1999, because that that that's one just incredible. That's one just incredible. Of course, you know when um when that happened, I was like three years old, so I couldn't mm -hmm. see it on the telly just yet. Uh, the first, um, what well, I saw it, you know, uh, online, it was incredible. But, but then when it was, uh, when I was in London, I um, went to this uh, Alexander McQueen exhibition called Savage well, Beauty. And it, it was incredible. So, but um, that whole exhibition was about his work and you get to see lots of his work on this collections for you yeah like the connections are okay um yeah it's amazing when you um a famous designer called Yamamoto like 
he once said that, that like you have to get out of your comfort and then go to see the real thing so that you can touch it you can feel it you can like or, or even smell it so you could just like experience the real things and that really brings inspirations and yeah that's great how yeah yeah, yeah exactly like you know you see like an amazing piece of art like on the screen okay that's great enough like you could you could imagine but wait until you see it in real life like I was looking at I was lo literally looking at his collection within like one meters away so I could actually see all the details all the work that put in it and know about the history of it it's just it's mental you know it's kind of mental so I I remember everything about that exhibition that's one of I think one of the best exhibitions I've ever been to yeah, it was such a long time ago like five years ago yeah um so okay so your favorite fashion designer is Alexander Queen or your favorite collection is I well I, I love Alexander McQueen, but there are also many other designers that I love as well. Um, well, it's, it's very difficult to choose just one. Uh, at the moment, I'm quite, I'm quite obsessed with uh, Daniel Roseberry. So he's the uh, creative director for Schiaparelli at the moment. And uh, you could actually just go to his Instagram and looking at what he's doing for the brand is is beautiful, very dreamy and feminine and and magical in a way I would say, and it's it just, it speaks to me very much aesthetically. Yeah. Okay. Um. Thank you for the informative and interesting answers. So so um. Right now we are moving on to the like like fashions questions part, and the first question is, what is your <laughs> what is your oh feel free to answer it um what is your fashion voice or philosophy like fashion philosophy mm, my philosophy um okay interesting question uh, a little bit tricky as well but i would say um um i prefer something that really um personalized um like I'm, I'm not someone who very interested in you know following trend and all sort of that i think um you know when you dress something that um speak to yourself um that show your personalities and your background or, or things about you um it's very special because you know the, the thing with fashion like in history is was all about you know telling um, a story telling whether it's a story about yourself or story about your um, you know where you come from or reflect um, the world at the time reflect the society the politics at the time like if you look at the fashion in the 60s or the 70s or the 80s they all look different and they reflect like different you know um um, um periods of history so i think it's very important to have something that personal like for you and um yeah that show your uh, personality rather than just following the trend being honest with yourself basically and also for today fashion i think another important thing that you have to bear in mind is that you, you like the thing that you wear should be should be functional like I find it very cringy 
I find it very cringy when, um, you know, people wear something that, um, okay, beautiful, nice, um, no, just cool, but then it just doesn't go very well with the with the purpose of the clothes or with the environment or the situation that, that they're in. Like um, if I would be, you know, here in Vietnam with this really hot weather in the south, I would just prefer something like a simple, something like um, uh, uh, beachy, something that I could... <laughs> wear on the beach something short and with bright colors you know just to feel comfortable and um, and even though you know something um, bigger or heavier or more expensive would look nice but I just don't think it go well with the situation you know you may look like a very cool fashionista but then you put everything into a context like um, like you dress with a lots of layers and lots of jewelry and then you show up like on the street of Saigon it's just it just doesn't make any sense you know so I think uh, yeah being honest with your own style but also be mindful about the, the uh, you know where you are also very important like it has to make some sense otherwise you know it would just look, look a bit ridiculous it's just my opinion the you mentioned about like own personality and i think it's like lots of youngsters including me but it's really hard to to find our true voice and like and i want to ask an extra question about copy and reference and this because i think it's a, a blurring term so how can you like um you know tell the difference between copy and reference and do, do you think that at the end of the copy, we could find ourselves just copy and copy, just learn, and then we could find ourselves? So what is your opinions on these two terms? Well, the first thing I want to, the first thing I want to adjust is that it's very normal for young people to feel lost a little bit and to experiment a little bit. Because of course, uh, at a very young age, of course you are like very confused. Like you haven't experienced enough and you don't have enough knowledge, you haven't seen or do enough, you know, to actually realize what's going to fit you um, and what, what you're going to follow for the rest of your life. Um, it's very ambitious. Like I know, I know a lot of people in their 30 or even in their 40, not knowing like what they're doing. But I, I, think, it's, I think it's not such a big issue. I think when you're young, just let yourself be free and experiment with everything like this year you could try this style and dress like um like in this like like a certain subculture group that you like and then next year you could try totally different thing like totally look like a different person and that's is absolutely fine um, because by um you know trying different things eventually you will uh, recognize what fits you the most and as you mature with time then um, you know your um, personal identity also form as well with your experience and uh, with your knowledge and wisdom as you accumulate through years so I think it's very normal uh, about copy um, you mean like you mean in terms of design or in terms of 
uh, dressing or I mean in terms of like design fashion design in terms of fashion design I yeah. um you know it's actually it's it's such a normal thing I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to say, but it's such a normal thing. And there's no certain rule, uh, even until today, to um, that establish copyright for fashion design. There's no such thing. But you, you can see you can see fast fashion, you can see high street fashion copies from you know the big brands and you know make them look like uh, a little bit more simple with cheaper price. And that's just a normal thing, you know, that's just a, a normal thing that works in the fashion industry. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think young people kind of um, mistake a copy and taking reference because we, we, all, we all always have to take reference when we do a design because um, to reference, we know, yeah, we, we know what's gonna work. We know what's the customer gonna like. Um, and it's always a good thing, you know, for you to nurture and learn from the past, um, which I think is a very nice thing. And of course you're not gonna, when, when you take reference, of course you're not gonna like 100% like copy the whole thing, right? You make, you'll make some little change to it that uh, serve your purpose that serve your group customer. And that is another design. I mean, that's new design. So definitely not a copy or anything. Um, I think a lot of young people, especially young designer, they are very sensitive uh, when, when it's come to like um, taking reference, like a lot of them things that copying, but you know, that's just not, that's just not quite right, you know? Yeah. Um, thank you for your advice and like they're really helpful and great and okay so the second question is what do you think about the fashion in the 21st century okay so um mm, well fashion in the 21st uh, century uh well right now at the moment i think there are definitely some changes compared to the to the 20th century uh, we, we are seeing uh, the rise of, you know, consciousness and um, technology that get involved into fashion. Before, uh, when you mention fashion, like people think about, you know, nice clothes, um, fancy lifestyle, you know, something pretty, um, trendy, um, fancy. But now, you know, now it's just more than, it's more than that. Like you can see the rise of, um, um, the sustainability movement in fashion that encourage people to buy with conscious to be more um, yeah to, to be more conscious when they purchase something um, and focus and think about you know different courses when you buy it rather than just you know style you have to think about like the environment you have to think that oh if you purchase this then how long it's gonna uh, be with you you know are you gonna just buy it and wear it for like one time and then stay in your wardrobe or you can wear it for a longer period of time being more useful to your daily life so um people are thinking about um, different courses like this and also you're seeing the the significant rise of um them 
technological advance in fashion. Um, uh, personally, I think um, sportswear is going to be a big thing. Like, I, it's already a big thing, but I think in the near future, in like 10, 20 years, it's like, it's going to be as the, as the highest. Later than that, I'm not sure. Mostly because, you know, um, uh, sportswear is a group of clothing that most sensitive to new technology. Rather than rather than any other, yeah, yeah. If you look at the, you know the big brands, uh, big sports brand, they always are the pioneers in finding new materials or have something cool going on. They always have something cool going on. So I think it's such, um, um, it's gonna be a very big. It's gonna be very big. There's such a big market for it, and uh, and also with this you know COVID pandemic going on, you know people become more conscious about the environment, about the, your health, about you know uh, taking care of your life physically, mentally. So all of these things really come together, being conscious and um, um, purchase clothes that are functional and fit your lifestyle. Yeah, that because yeah, I think sportwear and t-shirt or stores and hangers, like yeah. from sneakers are the things that people use a lot and it's really like um, yeah. convenient and functional. So yeah, thank you for your answer. It's really interesting. <laughs> and, and the first question is that, what do you think are the top three victims of fast fashion? Uh, top three? I would say uh, first, first and foremost, obviously, gonna be the environment, yeah. yeah, because of the because of the waste and the you know the negative impact of the fashion industry towards the environment. Everybody knows. And second would be um, um, the human that the human behind the machine, you know, um, because we've heard like especially for the last 10 years, stories, horrible story about um, sweatshop workers and third world countries, uh, employees like have to work in such horrible condition and that they don't get to pay well and they usually get really low rate of salary and have to work like extra time also that. So definitely um, these people. And the third would be um, the consumer who are not aware of what's going on. Uh, it's good. It, it's, it's not just young people, you know, it could be anyone. It could be young people. It could be, um, you know, older. It could be seniors as well. Like a lot of people um, are not um, aware about um, the environment or the harmful impact of the fashion industry. They just keep buying, keep buying because that's their, that's their habit. And, and um, yeah, they don't uh, really um, keep themselves updated with the news. Yeah, so they could easily become the victims of fast fashion, or they already are, <laughs> and they, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yes, because of the lack of knowledge, right? Because like in the past or ancestor knew like they're the fire they use like like the source of the fire or they knew like where their food come from because they hunted by themselves but like in the 21st century like 
information is like is really massive and so sometimes like it's like I think it's a really big hole of knowledge that everybody find it really hard to realize and know like the entire process. And um, yeah. the next, uh, yeah, you know, but you 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 know what's funny, my mom. So um, um, my mom who's enjoys shopping very much, and I get I get so tired every time that I have to go shopping with her because she's like she she buys a lot and she loves shopping she wants the trendiest things out there or the nicest thing in the shop and I'd be like you know what okay you buy this dress like good for you but you know how long you're going to use it you know I'm sure that you're going to just wear it for like one time maybe twice maximum what's the point you know but of course she's my mom so she just doesn't really listen to me and she's always be like you, you know you are a, you're working in the fashion industry you are a designer yourself and why why do you always wear these old boring clothes come on make yourself look like like look looking more attractive so why don't you make yourself look more attractive and I'm like no I don't you know that's not the point you know I, I don't need this thing. I find it so shallow. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wear what I feel comfortable in and, you know, serve my purpose, serve my everyday life. So I don't, I'm not someone who's like just following the trend or so that, but, you know, these arguments happen and it's very difficult to uh, convince them otherwise because they're so, they're so used to this um, way of living. So it's very challenging, you know. Yeah, about the ways of fashion. The ways of fashion, like um, like, like uh, what you wear and then you just throw them away. Um, yeah, yeah. Or clothes, credit, yeah. or like energies and natural resources. And, like it's, it's about the ways. It could be like the ways in general. Or you could be specific if, if you want to talk about like credits and clothes. I think, I think it's a gold mine. I think it's a gold mine. I think there's, I, I know it's such a weird way to say it, a weird way to say it, but um, if, you, if you think about the fashion leftover, if you think about all these clothes and fabric that go out every year in the landfill, they, they are raw material, they're fabric. Um, and that means, that, and that means they could be used for something. Like I know, um, you know, a lot of brands these days, they are collecting old clothes and they just make like recycled cotton yeah. from um, the old clothes and they make into a new one. So it's definitely becoming uh, like, a, like a big business. Like think about what you could do with those old waste. And um, uh, yeah, so definitely they could all be reused. So even though, uh, you know, fashion leftover, is harmful to the environment but I believe that if we know how to um, you know how to work with them you know uh, then we could definitely create something like um, a revolutionary and you know increasing economy it's such a technical way to say it but I really think that we could do something about it and be creative with it rather than just throwing them away yeah yeah I agree with that because 
yeah, this business could make use of the leftovers and then customers, they are like, they are increasingly like fully aware, like some customers these days, because they are aware of like leftovers and then they, they feel like when they use the recycled clothes, they are like, they're being a part of helping like or societies or uh, foster sustainability. And when these two, I think, I think when the two things like combine together, yeah, it would be a gold mine. Yeah, it's a really interesting perspective. Do you know any methods that could reduce the waste of fashions and about this can be the waste of fabrics or waste of energy or waste of natural resources and it's um it doesn't have to be like super um talented method it could be something simple so do, do you know any of them darling i'm not a scientist <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not a scientist so I could I couldn't tell exactly uh, you know the specific method that you could do um you know with 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 this but but I work I work with some factory I work with some factory and some suppliers and I know that um you know at the moment uh, they already could produce lots of different types of fabric from you know weird things like um, make fabric from shell, seaweed as well, wood, so plastic bottles, of course. So there's a lots of things that, um, you know, uh, wood technology, we could turn into fabric. And, and as our technology developed, we could definitely like even um, work with a wide range of materials and basically, I think basically everything could be turned into fabric, you know, so um, that is a very big movement. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so thank you for your answers and yeah, thanks to technology, like human even make like, I think biodegradable plastic out of soybeans and it like it's really mind expanding and interesting and yeah I, I really want to try it too and yeah and recently a lot of prints and designer and projects are trying really hard to foster sustainability and zero waste fashion and they want to reduce the repercussions of fast fashion like through their approaches and what is your opinion on this with all of my hands up like um totally in it i think it's um uh, like i said i think it's gonna be a very big move for the fashion industry in um, the 21st century and not just about fashion but everything that go with it like um the way way of our the way we live our lifestyle how we um interact associate with other people so um I think um, people are doing very well. I think lots of big brands, big names are doing it right now. And even like for anyone or anyone to get into the fashion industry uh, now in the future, they have to bear in mind that sustainability is a thing. And is it, a, is it like one of the key words of um, the 21st century. Yeah, you can go, you can go anywhere without it, I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
you mentioned about sustainability and you um and it's it's a keyword in the 21st century um not only for fashion but for like everything every industry everything. And, yeah everything. everything um so can you can you tell me some misconceptions about sustainability like some that, that some young people some young designers might have mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm going to tell you a little story. <laughs> it just happened, just happened yesterday, okay? So there was this, I think he must be like a, like a young designer or something like that, or a graduate. He just came into one of my videos. Oops. He's saying that uh, nowadays lots of, um, you know, fast fashion brands uh, they're following the sustainable uh, trend as well. Like you see H&M, they have the, uh, or Zara, they have their sustainable program. And also if you look at Uniqlo, which is also a fast fashion brand with um, pretty good quality clothes. So how could I say that fast fashion is not sustainable? Well, the thing is that um, fast fashion is an idea. And sustainability is more than more than just clothing. It's a whole way of it's a whole way of living. So uh, what what he's saying is it's not like it's good that if you use some uh, recycled material or special fabric to make your clothes and call it sustainable. But it's it's more than that. It's not just about sustainable sustainable fashion is not just about you know making clothes from waste it's it's a like i said it's a whole way of living it's about um, being more connected to the environment be more um, aware of the harmful impacts of um, of the fashion industry to buy clothes that um, you know that's long lasting and to live uh, simple and uh, being closer to the environment and to treat um, the worker like in the factory, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like provide them with the right salary, provide them with the right working environment. So there's a lot of things to consider when it's come to, um, you know, being sustainable. A lot of these brands, most of these brands, well, there's been this argument that a lots of these brands, they're just greenwashing their labels. So they make a marketing campaign saying that, um, okay, so for this collection or for these clothes, we use like uh, 20% or 30% recycled cotton or something like that. And that means sustainable. That's not the whole story. Like, okay, they could, they could use they, they could use the, um, the recycled material, but do they make sure that you that, that they treat um, you know the workers right and that they uh, you know um, actually reduce the harmful impact like water waste like chemical waste to the environment like nobody really checking on this. So you have to be very careful with this marketing campaign because a lot of them, could be false. I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to assume, but a lot of them could be false. So um, uh, don't just think of sustainable fashion like as a statement. 
you have to really do some in-depth in search uh, research about it and uh, know that you know it's way more it's, it's way more than that there's so many layers to it so when i Honestly, when I look at the, the conscious program of H&M, you know, they, they are trying. Of course, I can say that they are trying to be sustainable, but I'm not 100% sure that it's actually genuine or not. Like, I have high doubt about it. Yeah. So um, this is something that you have to be really careful when you talk about it. And the idea of fast fashion, of course, when you say fast fashion, fast fashion, the point is money with fast fashion. That's the whole thing. So of course, they always want to generate profit. They always want to sell you more. So when it's come to um, sustainability and fast fashion, like to like, I, I feel like they totally in contrast, you know, I, I'm still thinking of how they could go together because personally, I don't think um, like the core ideas of the two thing match at all. Like they're absolutely different, you know? That um, sustainability is a big, big thing and it has so many layers and it's a lifestyle. So I think it's not about being perfect, but it's about like getting better every day, just do more good and do less harm. But do you think that like, but do you think that sustainability will like limit or creativity? Okay, let's see. Can you can you see me? Well, I I I wouldn't I I wouldn't think so. Not not as a whole because if you talk about sustainable 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 fashion, it's such a wide term. You know, like there's different ways to um, there's different yeah there's different way to do it. Um, I think it will raise our creativity in terms of, you know, creating new materials. Uh, yeah, and apply technology, uh, technological advance into the whole production process. So that's the creativity, the big creativity that we talk about. I think, um, I, if I think about it again, I don't think it's gonna limit our creativity. I think it's gonna challenge our creativity because before um, you work with uh, like a lot more, a lot more diverse material, a lot more diverse source of fabric. But now uh, if, you if you only have to make clothes from sustainable fabric, which is not always diverse, like you limit yourself within like a, a, small, a smaller range of fabric, then how do you create, you know, the clothes that you used to create before, or you know, or some crazy beautiful clothes with just that material? So it's definitely gonna challenge your creativity. Um, but lots of people, when they think about um, sustainable fashion or clothes that made from sustainable material, they think of really a simple, bland shirt paint with um you know with very like i'm sorry but boring colors yeah or not so much print on it and then a lot of people would easily think that you know 
sustainable fashion is something um, boring, mm -hmm. but that's not quite true. Um, I think style, style is still very important. So to keep our creativity and to keep the clothes stylish, but also sustainable as well, is a is a big challenge. It's a big challenge, and it's gonna push our creativity in a way. Like if you think about it, like you have to find, you know, different ways to show your ideas, and I, I think that that's gonna be um, um, a, a revolution in terms of design. Yeah. That's really open my mind. And yeah, we have two more questions, I think. Two, oh, oh no, three. <laughs> and can, can you tell me one story about sustainability that leaves a strong impression on you? I'm going to tell you um, like, a, like a personal story about a friend of mine. Uh, she's an artist in Paris. Um, creative director artist in Paris and she, she's a little bit of a hippie so she travels a lot uh, to different places and uh, this is what she do when she travels. She always packs very light just a backpack um, with like one or two pieces of clothes and then uh, whenever she comes to a new city or a new place she would immediately go to the charity shop and then she buy the clothes there very cheap for like maybe one or two pounds, like 50, 60s uh, Vietnam dong, uh, very cheap. And she's gonna wear them for like a few days while she in the place, while she's in the city. And as long as she lives to a new place, she's gonna return the clothes to the shop. So of course she paid the shop. And then after that, she returned the clothes, like she makes some donation again to the shop and, um, and I think that's a very cool way to do it because um, um, uh, a little bit, I, I need to speak, speak a little bit about charity shop. I, I don't know if there's anything like that in Vietnam. Yes. So basically the model would be that these shop, um, they will collect your old clothes or you, or you donate your old clothes to them and they're going to renovate it. They're going to, you know, uh, wash them or... Um, iron them, making them look new, and they're gonna sell it. And any profit made, gonna go into charity. Wow. Yeah. So when you buy a clothes in a charity shop, you support, um, um, you know, the children or the sick people or the old people or something like that. And then you wear the clothes, and then you just redonate it, which wow. means, like, yeah, which, which which give like even like which make the whole thing even more charitable you know and um, I think it's a very nice way to do I mean it's it's not just kindness but also it's it serves your purpose very well like if you're someone who travel a lot and you don't want to carry a lot of luggage so it's like it work it works both ways for both sides and everyone, you know, could take advantage from it. And I think it's a very nice way to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like your story is really like motivational. It's not about clothes. It's not just about clothes. It's about lifestyle, sustainability. And not only like did your friend like 
I mean, longer the active life of clothes, but she also helped many like disadvantaged children, and that's really yeah, great and admirable. Yeah. So it's it works it works in every way. So I yeah. I got I got amazed by that story as well, and I'll be like you know next time when I um, make a road trip around Europe, maybe you know, I I would I would do the same thing. Well, I think this is the end of our interview. Unfortunately, we have to end this interview a little bit earlier because of some connections problems. But once again, thank you, Nhi, for spending time with us. You are amazing, inspiring, and talented. And it's three months since you came back here, Vietnam. I hope you enjoy this time. And also remember to take care and stay safe. Before we end this podcast, I have one more thing to say. Nobody is perfect, and the same thing goes to. Sustainability. Remember that sustainability is a lifestyle and it's a big, big thing. So it's not about being perfect. It's about getting better. Sometimes you don't need to give up your claimer to be sustainable. You just need to go do more good and do like less harm. Okay, so that's all I want to say. Um, thank you all for listening to our first podcast.